Hello, everyone. Victor Martin Reeves in the West. It's 2021. Um, uh, what the hell? What's going on, guys? 2021. I'm not, I'm not dead yet. I left the. For, I, I left the. Uh, you really want to know what's going on? Oh God! I bought some that. movies. Oh. Same. Yeah. Which ones? I bought some movies from Goodwill for real cheap. Sick. We found, yeah. bam. Blazing Ooh, nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. Classic. See it, man. You guys see and it. this was actually came with two movies in one. Oh. I finally have this. <laughs> oh. Nice. I found that, but it actually came with Dumb and Dumber and Dumb and Dumberer in like, and so dumb I was like, and sure. Right. <laughs> and then uh, I finally, I have this on VHS, but now I got it on DVD. So now I can watch it much more freely than I would. Was that Rugrats in Paris? I no, it's the first one. Okay. I bought a couple movies fairly recently. I bought Big Trouble in Little China like a week or so ago. I still haven't watched it yet, but I've been kind of on a roll with other movies lately. I've just been watching a lot of 80s post-apocalypse and modern directed videos disaster movies lately. I've just been watching a lot of trash. <laughs> I've just been uh, swimming in garbage. Yeah, sounds like but it. But I'm, I'm loving uh, 80s films. Most, yeah, dude. Loving right. most every minute of it. 80s films count me out. No, 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 no. They're tons of fun. You gotta do it. Uh, I've been, hey, uh, I, I've, I got a 4k Blu-ray player, so, uh, Ooh. I got a handful of, uh, 4k, uh, movies. I got 2001, which is phenomenal on blue, oh, on 4k. Uh, mm. I got 2049, all time favorite. Um, I got apocalypse now, which I still haven't seen yet. That's the, oh, that's the one yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on. Um, which, which nice. edition is it? Which cut was it? I have no idea. Whatever the big box set one final edition oh, whatever the final cut yeah probably okay because there's there's now three cuts of that movie well now. it came with six discs so i think it might have all jeez of them. it yeah, might be dude, all of them it's then. like it's like fucking this thick it's tight yeah. well either way that's one of my favorite movies that's a great i hear i hear it's there. really good um i got uh, uh other than that i've just been in vr like my whole life has been virtual the past <laughs> uh the past two or three weeks uh, so much that I've like put money into like getting silicone covers so that the, my sweat doesn't soak into the foam. Oh, it's really f- it's putting in investment. It's now. really fucking gross, honestly. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, nice. I just been I've been living my Ready Player One life, looking into haptic Sweet. feedback suits that will probably yeah. fit like right here on my body. So it'll be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Twin Peaks. That's the only thing I've watched this year besides Possessor, so that's nice. Hmm. Oh, the show! I f- yeah, Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the show. Nice. I'm showing to I'm showing to Stephanie. She's never seen it before, so getting her on that train. Good time to restart Funny. the show, dude. Yeah, it takes Funny, place in Washington, I... right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Funny enough. I would have figured she would have seen that. I would. Have, I mean, she's yeah. heard of it, and but she she's just never seen an episode until until now. So, it's cool, it's man. good to revisit it. Good good times. Sweet. Sweet I've man. been uh, I've been binge watching. It. I've been binge watching yes, Game of Thrones. Oh. I'm about to. Oh wow! About Dude, did you do Game of Thrones. 
Yeah, I'm about to. I haven't seen. I've only seen like the first season, and that was it. All right. Yeah, hmm. I'm. I I think I started like a little after Christmas, and I'm already five seasons in. So mm, <laughs> I've been I've been goes. going hard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Ryan catching up with the world. I know. Look at me. I I swore to never watch Game of Thrones. So I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And now I'm I like. S- Every night, Josie and I are like, we got to watch at least three episodes of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> I still <laughs> I haven't one watched day I'll it. It's good. I really like it. I think I, really... I watched like two minutes of an, uh, the first episode like 20 years ago, and that was yeah. it. So, uh, it's really intense. I can't talk. Yeah. What an exaggeration. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like it. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 2 lately. That game... Oh man, so fun and so funny in that order. Is this your first time playing it? Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it at high school sleepovers, but I never sat down to play a whole bunch of it. And I just picked it up for cheap because I got back on a Borderlands craze and I'm loving it. It's, yeah, it's pretty much an improvement in most every way. Gameplay's tighter, the dialogue is funnier, there's an actual story, and... Yeah. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. Um it's just great. I pick up and play it. It's one of those. Do you have an Xbox Very One? Enjoyable. Are you going to pick up uh, Borderlands 3? I might just now because I seen I've seen from... Ryan playing a shit ton of Borderlands 3. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I went through that yeah, li- fast. That was so much yeah. fun. It it seemed it. Lindsay's kind of the uh grandmaster yeah, Borderlands. of Borderlands. Her cosplay yeah. for Borderlands shit is so cool. Incredible. The yeah. the um it's the cell sh- the cell shading on like I don't know how the fuck she gets cell shading on clothes. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it's so, so impressive. Cool. I can only imagine it being arduous alone, capturing the uh, the dimples and the wrinkles and the skin and whatnot. I'll tell you. Once I uh, finish watching Game of Thrones. I can use this and not feel like an imposter oh. anymore. Uh, oh, the Starks. Uh, the Starks of Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah, I've been using it Winterfell. for years for like scripts, and now I'm like, Winter- I almost know why it's important, <laughs> and I can use it with meaning. <laughs> it is uncorruptible. So Ryan was the was the man to choose the first film for 2021. And um, me. Yeah, dude. You want to? You Introduce that film. We watched Possessor. I got it for Christmas, and I watched it like a few days after getting it for Christmas. And dudes, <laughs> <laughs> that was a night. Whoa! <laughs> mm. I was I'm very ready to talk I for about one it. Was, mm, I for one was quite excited for the day when I could talk to you about it because. I had covered this movie for the website Drink in the Movies uh, a few months ago. I got a screener copy. I got to see it before a lot of people. It was kind of exciting. It was my first ever screener copy. And I wrote them up a review. It's available on their site. You go look it up. It's drinkinthemovies.com. Shout out to those two fellas for bringing me on board. That was my first review, and they've been real kind to me. I'm steadily growing a catalog on there. Nice, dude. But yeah, I knew this movie was right up your alley immediately, Ryan. So oh, I yeah. could not wait for you to get your eyes on it. 
Was it because it was violent or because it has the name Cronenberg in it? Uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Violence and baby Cronenberg. So I, uh, I have actually, um, ready for this? You guys are, are probably expecting it from me at this point. Oh boy. Oh God, go. here we go. <laughs> what? I've never seen a Cronenberg, a senior movie. So this is my first Cronenberg family movie. So... <laughs> Uh, hold on, hold on. Start, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, start let you me, with Cronenberg yeah, Millennial that. Edition. Then yeah. we'll move you back to the other one. <laughs> All right, Grandpappy. What? <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, I was, uh, uh, this was, if, if his, if his dad's movies are anything like this, then, uh, they're interesting for sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put it. I want to talk more. I want to talk more thoroughly about it before I say anything else. So I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to say anything else about it. Well, let me just sum it up for the audience watching here. For those who haven't seen Possessor yet, but I'm going to tell you right now, you probably should. You probably should go and watch this movie. Okay. So the plot of Possessor. Tazia Voss is an agent who specializes in possessing the bodies of people for high-profile assassinations. Her latest assignment sees her taking over the body of Colin Tate, son-in-law to a powerful data miner. As she takes him over, she must hold control on him to complete the mission or risk destruction to her mind. He's not he's not the son-in-law yet. Oh. Yeah. Well. Not yet. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Okay. God damn, Nick. Can't get anything right. <laughs> the one time. The one time I mess up. Oh jeez! So I mean, we start the <laughs> podcast over, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start yeah. it over. Start <laughs> Fuck, it over. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me just correct that. Tazia Voss is an agent. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we, we don't. Colin Tate, soon to be son-in-law to a. Ah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Take note. As she takes him over, she must hold control on him to complete the mission or risk destruction to her mind. I've clicked away from the video Just like by that. now. Let's talk about it. What <laughs> <laughs> video? So, Ryan, you you clearly like this movie. Maybe liking is an understatement. Yes. Is that so? I really like it. This is a great movie, I thought. I, it's definitely, for me, it's up my alley in terms of just, like, atmosphere and tone. It's just, it's different. I love it. It is. It was um, a lot more cold than I was expecting, I I oh, gotta yeah. say I wasn't like a, a huge fan of it, but I did like the tone quite a bit. Um, it yeah, I felt similar after watching this as I did Scanners, where I was like the concept is wicked and I love it. Um, it's such a cool mm -hmm. concept, but the execution I wasn't totally on board with. I love the idea okay. of you know taking over someone's body, using them as like a surrogate almost, and Watching what's her what's the lead uh, character's name? Voss. Voss. Something. Voss. I, it was really cool watching her try to transition to this new body and like learn his like behavior, his speech pattern, um, and then like mm -hmm. basically losing her identity through him. And um, like there's some, like just some really cool ideas, um, and it's, like some really cool art house visuals as well. It's it's a really interesting movie. Really interesting choice. Yeah, in terms of uh, art house visuals, a hundred percent of the movie is practical, all of it. Mm. 
I was no, I was noticing that. Yeah, that makes sense. I really love right down that to the aspect. colored because that makes it feel practical. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of like uh, prisms and stuff like that, huh? Like yeah. uh, like uh, mm-hmm. what do you call those? Prism. Filters and yeah. stuff like that. Prisms. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I was Gels, really prisms, digging that aspect. Sorts. I uh, love the special effects in this movie. Uh, this is about... Well, there's been movies that have attempted either the all or mostly practical effects uh, approach, and either they couldn't quite nail it right, or they couldn't help but need CGI or post-work to touch up. And fix certain things. This though, this totally gets it down on the day. The, the effects look so great and gives it an even more tangible throwback feel. And yeah, I also like the concepts in this movie. Again, it does bring to mind uh, this is Brandon Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg. It does bring to mind his father's movies like Scanners or Videodrome. Uh, very cold, very stoic, and very dark approaches to these uh, these kind of out there sci-fi concepts. It's it's really cool. It nails it. Na- I think it nails it pretty well. Uh, I think that coldness yeah. is intentional for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Because the yeah the your body hopping, body jacking, and uh, it's supposed to feel like these are these are just. Uh, walking meat sacks that you're using to get a job done. Not really much remorse for who you're doing it for. They are bad guys, but yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I really feel like he captures and like he captures and embodies like his dad's point of views and like style in terms of it being like psychological sci-fi and it's very grounded rather than like spacey almost like sci fantasy it's very grounded but he does put his own spin on it and i'm still trying to like see like how it's tough to see right now because it's like first film it can't really judge like where his voice is at but like for a first film this is like stupid powerful in terms of how articulate it is and the type of voice it has it's crazy it's just like his dad it's nuts i was so satisfied with that you know i'm curious he has another film antiviral have you guys seen that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that saw, one's any good. But. No. I saw Just part of it. it. I, I saw part of it. I couldn't quite get into it. It's it's also another strange concept, but I don't think it was nailed down quite as good as How Possessor came out. But mm. I'll, I'll have to watch it again. But yeah, like you are saying, Ryan, it's, it's very grounded in a way because like, like, like a lot of the sci-fi concepts don't seem too far out, and that's what I really like about it. It's got like a really lo-fi indie feel. Especially when it comes to like the mm-hmm. the props, like that headgear they wear, or just like there's that one scene <laughs> where so he's uh, where um, he has to go to his job mm. in that factory, and they're wearing he's those got goggles. The, fucking, the VR, which I didn't Ugh. understand the point That's of so that cool. program. Was it some like AI like learning program, like to like see yeah. what? Yeah. Well, each... they're data miners. I reckon uh, they had a they had a concept to look out for in these uh vr headsets okay they're mining data for the drapes and stuff yeah like the that, drapes but like um yeah i mistake i misspoke it wasn't scanners that same feeling it was videodrome was yeah. a similar feeling i got after watching that still i um, still got the scanners in what way this. sure um where in the way that like the concept was really cool but like the way it was told i 
I wasn't totally a hundred percent with, which is, and it's, I, sure. I was trying to totally think of how that. to discuss this film like all day. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to word it. It's just like this feeling I have. Yeah. I don't, I can't articulate it. Unfortunately, Chase, what are those thoughts, man? Um, so, uh, specifically with the VR thing, like, like I said, I've been really into VR at the moment. But it was funny watching the because I've been watching all my movie like a lot of movies in my VR, and um, it was funny watching that scene in VR in a movie theater because like <laughs> you get you get <laughs> in a VR movie theater in a VR movie theater you get to a certain point it like meta it, right you get to a certain point <laughs> in your viewing that you're starting you stop you start to forget that you're in VR. The only thing that reminds you of VR is the constant like pressure on your face and like the little bit of tinge in your eye. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I I I found myself like I was sitting and I was I was watching this. I was like, oh, that's so funny. And I went to pull my phone out to like type something, and I'm like, why the fuck can't I see my phone? And then I'm like, oh shit, that's right, I'm in VR. And so, <laughs> but um, that's so funny. <laughs> but it's it, it was really cool. It was like I it, it was it gave me the same feeling as going to a movie theater. Like I, the 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 feeling of being disconnected and not having any distractions or anything like that is is such a nice way to to watch a movie. And like even I have I put nice noise canceling headphones on and I was just I was just in this movie and it was literally like I was in a movie theater. And it was it was Wait, really cool. That's so cool. We need so a Josie to take a picture of you when you're in your VR movie. I gotta see it. I sit in this chair, dude. I sit in this chair and I'm just like <laughs> It's awesome. So it's, it's awesome. So aside it. from where's my hands? It's uh it's pretty neat. It is. It's the video uh for I watched this on Amazon, um, on Prime Streaming, and the uh they completely botched their um compression. Oh, so dude. the compressioning was terrible. Ah. Like, yeah, most so like the blacks there was like, I could see blocks of different color, oh. and, and that was, yeah, it's just shit. it was it was the bad. Worst. Um, I, it, it didn't take anything out of the movie for me because I was able to recognize. I'm like, okay, this is. I had there's a couple times like in the early in the early uh, the early scenes like uh, post post the first encounter. Uh, it's pretty dark, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I was like constantly like looking at my my screen because I'll sit there and then it displays on like my monitors up here too, mm-hmm. and then I was checking. I'm like, oh shit, it's not my VR. It's actually just the streaming, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um, That's so frustrating. But God. It was a little yeah. frustrating, uh, but no, I, my my experience was 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 great. I love I I I was a little weary of it at first because. Um, I'm I'm very sensitive to like sound effects and I'm I'm very very like they I'm really able to notice them if they're there if they're not there and there was a lack of sound effects when when Holly was first stabbing the main guy there was like no sound and that was like weird I was like okay that doesn't that doesn't feel w- right and then also the early camera work I was not a fan of I same I think like during that dialogue scene with uh, her, with Voss, and I don't remember what the the other character's Gerder. name was, Gerder. I um, she they were they were in the threes, but they weren't lined up with the lines. They were like 
in the block of the third. And that was just, for me, that's just like the tiniest thing. I'm like, all you gotta do is do this. Like, that's <laughs> no, all you gotta do. I, it's like it's right here. All you gotta do is like, it's in move that the camera over just a little bit. In that dark room, correct? The first one yeah. in the dark room where it's the shots like exactly. squared off. I know exactly because I felt I, the exact same <laughs> way. And I then also, also when they're talking about like when we first see, um, oh Jesus, what's the, hang on, I've got it up right here with the main guy. Tate? Uh, uh, Colin. Colin Tate. When he's on the when he's on the the bus, it's also the same thing. I'm like, all you gotta do is scoot over just like a tad, and like, and so it was like, <laughs> I'm just like cinematographers be like, I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, I want to crop in and just like just a little bit. <laughs> I'll edit the movie for I, you guys. <laughs> I I I didn't mind it too much. Camera work is really solid in this movie. Oh, like, other than that first that first like 15 minutes, it's the camera work is beautiful. Especially uh, on all the like the weird like fucking in camera effects they're doing. That oh is man, fantastic. yeah, not just the it's not just the practical effects that are cool, but they use it in conjunction with lighting and the editing. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing, I'm guessing there's all these crazy lens flares in between all the edits to mm. show the mental perspective of these two uh, fighting for control of the body. Yeah. Uh, they, do, they do these lens flare effects. I'm convinced they're practical lens flares, just shining a light on the edge of the lens yeah, instead probably. of doing it in post. They are uh, practical. In the, uh, yep. Behind the scenes, there's footage that all the, like, lens, like, all the, like, really f interesting and, like, colorful flashes of light, it's all, like, a gel with a light hit at the proper angle to, like, disrupt the lens yeah. and stuff. All That's awesome. Nice. I was gonna, cool. I was gonna say it's either it's got to be either that or like prisms, like shining lights on a prism or something. I'm sure they use mm -hmm. that as well. But um, the that filter, that's it's it's super cool and it's it's weird because they're obviously there's there's some post processing work going on, like they're whether it just be like simple like masking or something like that. But they're obviously using like a mask to crop out the filter to make it. Or not to crop out, to crop out, like, the lens flare to, like, make it adjust correctly. But other than that, like, I couldn't... The only thing that I saw that I'm like, okay, that's probably CG is at the very end with the blood. Um, mm. But even that, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't think it is. I don't think no. it is. Don't say that, man. I want to think... You ruined so the magical. movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. Sorry, guys. I'll leave. Well, that's what's funny. It, I felt the same way. I was like... The blood at the end, really, yeah. I was like, that's it just moves moving to... in, for my brain, not a yeah. natural which, way. Which and then they're blood? like, all practical, and they show it. And I'm like, yeah. What? Which it, blood? It's the, blood when, um, the blood when they come together at the very end. It's like a heart, almost. Exactly. Like. Yeah. Oh, a heart? It, it looked like a heart. Was... It looked like a heart until you I didn't see a heart. saw I the bottom. Saw blood touching. Or butterfly wings or something. Yeah. Or a pair of big old <laughs> ball on. sack. It's not More enough the likely blood that's has, the not, it's not enough the blood it. touches and it symbolizes the mother and son being together or whatever. It's gotta I don't be a heart. Uh, it's gotta be a butterfly. No, or a ball sack. <laughs> Brandon Cronenberg is all about that. Yeah, Cronenberg. If uh, anything I know about the Cronenbergs, it's they are obsessed They're a little with nut sacks. Yeah, they're really <laughs> into their ball sacks. Yeah. Do you ever see <laughs> shivers or rabid? No. Good lord. I bet there's got nuts an idea. In it. They're wild. <laughs> got an idea. No, they like their they like their sexual undertones as well as their graphic violence. Yeah, me too. 
Let's get it out right here, man. <laughs> Don't do it. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Weird. All right, there was Done a. For. Speaking of which, there was a there was an edit in this movie. It's like they want to surprise you with just man dong. It's, just, it's like bam, there it is, center. Yeah, you want to go in depth about it? Wait, no. there's a there's a dick in this. Yeah, right. Is there? Yeah. It's when uncut. Yeah. When he's data is the dick mining, uncut, or is it or is it the videos uncut? <laughs> Both. It's no, when he's double data meaning. mining. When he's data mining, looking for curtains, he cuts to a camera feed of a couple getting it on. Oh, okay, so on Amazon it was I not mean, a dog, another it was an one ass. too. It was more than just that. I mean, there's, there's the one. There's that one. There's, well, there's the one, one in where, where he's like, where she first gets in his body and is like starting to like look at his dick. Uh, Which honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, do th- I'd do the same thing probably. You're in a new no, person's like, party. You're like, let me see, you know. <laughs> Exactly. I gotta make sure. I, uh, no, you, gotta I know see what you, gotta, you gotta see what you're working with. Exactly, you know. <laughs> you know, actually, when he, when Voss gets into Tate's body, the process of getting in there and the first bit when she wakes up in the body, what a couple of my favorite parts in the movie. For one, the uh, the rapid fire montage and the practical yeah. effects, how she transfers consciousnesses, consciousness, and then. You have the uh, nice you have the really good long take where she comes out of bed as Tay and he looks out at the skyline and everything. Yeah. That was just very well done. Was that during the first like uh, intimate scene between him and his gr- girlfriend? It was, was that it the was transition? Before. It was before. Okay, okay. No, I thought when she, okay. when she got into the body for the first time. Right. Yeah, right. and that's when she she went in the mirror and was like looking at her dick and stuff. His dick. Yeah. Their is dick. Her dick. Their dick. A, uh, we could say there. There, yeah. Is this a transgender commentary? Ah, oh, there I mean, it is, ladies some, and gentlemen. Nick McCann. There. I mean, it's Cronenberg, and he was proud of that, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, this Probably. is this is funny, because normally I'd have to warm up to this movie after a couple views. Or, or actually, these types of movies, it'd be hard for me to judge whether I'll watch them again or not. But this one, I was, I was hooked right away. I was looking for themes. I was just going over in my head all the time i was i was hooked this was my lighthouse this was my mm. witch this was that's my really interesting whatever. yeah i was I, I love it i love it yeah i was uh i was a little bored at the beginning just like a little <laughs> bit like just a, just a little bit i was like i was like it was the feeling was like very Especially with the sound effects and the fucking the the camera work, I'm like, oh god, this movie is just gonna. I'm gonna be, un. I'm not gonna be in this movie at all. And then as soon as I saw like the face melting like shift, I was like, oh shit, this is kind of sweet. Right. I like sat that... up a little bit. I was like, oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> Same. That face melting made me so happy. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, very Raiders. Actually, uh, so let's go back to that opening <laughs> scene me of where fucking Holly Willy stabs Wonka, the dude. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that first scene where uh, Holly stabs the lawyer. Uh, actually, the, the acting in this movie is incredible. Oh, every good. performance is yeah. wonderful. And it all starts with Holly. Uh, for one, she puts the I guess the emotional manipulator device yeah, it's in like her a head. Calibrator, some sort <laughs> yeah, calibration. Emotional device. calibrator. 
And she starts adjusting her emotions, and she's going through all these emotions, and then back to blank face in the one shot. That's incredible. And then when she pulls the pistol out of her purse, and she holds it in front of her mouth, you could see the terror of the actual Holly on her with as she tries to get the gun away from her. It's shaking in her hand. It's just so good. I, I, I was blown away. I was blown away by acting. Uh, I I said in the... I don't me- know if you guys remember what I said in the group chat when I found out that Sean Bean was in this movie. <laughs> but my man lives. So this, <laughs> Somehow. This shit gets Does zero he? stars. Finally. This shit like, gets yeah. zero stars. <laughs> I, I always took it. Yeah, dude. I don't know. That is the best plot twist I've seen in a minute, like a meta <laughs> plot twist. I've not seen that done yeah. like that. No. I, this guy dies, okay? Brutally murdered. Yeah, absolutely. Just kidding. He's yeah. in critical care. He might be all right. Yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll never huh? be able that, to speak again, but yeah. Well, that's kind of a shame. I thought he actually died, and that scene where she looks at him, I thought that was just a weird... Thing about no, it's set over the yeah the, the news. news. I know it did, but I still yeah. In my head, I was thinking, fake okay, news. they said down the Fucking news, fake news. But he, He'll die the he next said, day. No, he. I I took it as they said on the news that then over the course of the movie, he just dies because he couldn't pull through. That makes sense. I can see that. But but no, he. They do show him with an eye patch in a wheelchair. So yeah, I, I do. Know, I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I do like the uh, the shots where it's like. When when Voss and Tate are like after like so the end of the second act essentially ends with with a Colin getting consciousness or semi consciousness they're battling for it becoming um, aware yeah and when it would cut back to Voss and she's wearing the same clothes as him in like the exact same spot is so simple but it's so cool and so effective yeah, yeah. the creep. The creepiest scene in the movie, I think, for me is, uh, okay. So there's a plant agent later on mm-hmm. that meets up with Tate, and she's and she's fucking he's got Eddie. Her, Eddie, he's Eddie's got Tate hooked up to the machine, and it's all these match cuts between the subconscious and the reality. Dude, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, the red light. Tate just slowly walking in from the doorway, and Voss is just laying up there. Andrea Riceborough, her and her disturbing genre movie picks. Please keep it going. I'm sorry. Keep it yeah. Fucking Christopher Abbott stole this absolute stole this movie, dude. God, He's great. Man, he dude. was fantastic. That I'm I was convinced he was being possessed. He was that good. I I was convinced that it was that this was um Kit Harrington. When I first saw it, I was like, damn, they got <laughs> Kit Harrington and Sean Bean in this? They're just yeah. they're gonna bring everyone from Game of Thrones back into it too, and it turns out that it's just a Cronenberg Game of Thrones movie. Yeah. And then he also looks like Steven Strait. If you guys know who that is. He like it was Steven Strait. He was in Sky High. Remember Sky High? Vaguely, yeah. It's about movies about fascism, but you know. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, it's pretty clear. So is America. So what did you guys think of the story, like, <laughs> as a whole? Um, uh, yeah. This is, uh, mm-hmm. it's my kind of art house genre movie. 
it's clear to understand. It doesn't go overboard with uh, themes or hidden metaphors. It doesn't beat you over the head with them. Uh, I like it switches it up in the second act. Like, the immediate plot gets over, seemingly over with, but then you have this new curveball with Tay trying to take control of his consciousness, and then it turns into a whole another level of suspense. So, yeah, I, I like the story in this movie. I really did like the suspense that, but, like, it turned into, like, almost a mystery where you know what's going on, where it's like, oh, did I kill these people? I probably did. I should leave. And there's this, like, who's actually in control right now that I had going yep. the whole movie for me? And I'm like, uh, not sure who would make that decision, but it was intense for me the whole way through. I thought it was really, really interesting. I definitely like this is just nitpicking for me. It's definitely, in my opinion, like first film, but it feels surprisingly polished for being a first film when I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's really it's it doesn't feel uh, I understand where you're like, OK, this is very it is a first film, but it it definitely doesn't feel like like a like a, a first film to me like. I don't this is this is stupid and they're not comparable movies at all. But I was thinking of when when I see like a first time director or something like that, my immediate thought is to compare it to mid nineties. And because that was Jonah Hill's directorial debut. And mid nineties wasn't great, uh. but it also wasn't bad. And it's a very it's a very medium spot to to have your directorial debut. And so my brain always goes back to, okay, mid '90s was decent, but that's that's kind of like that's kind of where the bar is for me. Anything below, I'm like, okay, well, Jonah Hill made a better movie, <laughs> like, but this is this is mm -hmm. this is leaps and bounds above the the type of quality you'd see from a uh, from a, a first time director. This this is definitely, especially nowadays, I think we see like young directors or i mean he's he's still pretty young i think he's not even in his 30s yet oh no he's not he's fucking 40 years old jesus um <laughs> uh i uh <laughs> he uh but the thing with like young directors especially here is that they want to do these really ambitious like films like really like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make it like i'm gonna make it visually complicated is the best way I think I can say it for the sake of it being complicated. But I feel like this is done this complication and like and like weirdness is done in a way that is is necessary and and proper and, and it feels it feels it feels right. It doesn't He doesn't bite off more than he can chew. Yeah, yeah. It's very and, and that's impressive because there's a lot of weird just abstract shit in this going on that any like a lot of other like seasoned directors would would get wrong well i was just about to say like did you guys think like the that was like really insane visuals like was in service like do you think it felt like kind of like a force like i don't know where to go with it mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna like have like a collage of like weird images or did it feel like very much a right choice i think it was right because if there's one thing uh, first-time filmmakers will know is that if you can't 
if it can't show it properly, then you can save it in the edit, hopefully. And sometimes. what that means is sometimes they'll do like a lot of monta montage cutting and they'll chop some scenes up. Otherwise, you can tell like scenes aren't supposed to be presented that way, but they have to edit around some mistake they made on set. And it's that it's it's a bit cliche when you see it not done so well, but I think it was done really well. It adds so much to the growing intensity of the suspense and and it really puts you in the scenario that this this possession is no joke. This is some mean stuff they're doing here. Right. It's a very torturous prospect process. So yeah, it gets it across very well through that method. I would probably, I feel I'd like probably agree. The visuals weren't like over the top and like not necessary. I felt like there's a reason for them. Like mm -hmm. It feels visceral, and they portrayed that in the writing that, like, this is not a fun experience to go through. And I feel like, right, yeah. like, the red and the, like, the, I don't even know what you'd call it, like, the gore of, like, two fusing bodies or faces and then ripping apart and, like, yeah, the ripping the face cool. off. And there's, a like, a digital face in the head. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like it's necessary, but it's more, like, it services the story in the sense that, like, this is a like out there process and it matches visually but it's also mm -hmm. like i feel like that's kind of where he's stylizing it and that's like his signature almost for the movie and then you keep pointing it out i'll clarify it this is definitely not his first movie but i think mm -hmm. antiviral wasn't that just a small like a smaller festival film it wasn't like his big debut I in a sense because i know he has a ton of yeah it was a small movie i never yeah, heard of it i found it one day on hulu yeah. Just stumble uh, across it. Oh, it's another Cronenberg. Oh. <laughs> well, no, my mom was looking through movies. She told me, like, oh, this one's uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Isn't that uh, your David or whatever? So, so I gave it a look, and I don't know. It's, it's a strange movie. What I remember is that it's about there's a society and there's a market for catching illnesses that celebrities gain, and... I, don't, I didn't get very far into it. It was, it was that would seem more out there than Possessor. So, again, I'll have to take another look at it. But it, it was just stranger than strange at the mm. time. Oh, here's one. On the same note as the visuals, like, are they too out there, too over the top, or are they like? Does it make sense that it belongs in the movie? How do you feel about the violence? It feels gratuitous. Like, I was laughing. When that dude's getting his face beaten in and his teeth popped out, I was like, "God, dude!" I was yeah. cracking up because it's so excessive. I was like, "Whoa!" I was more <laughs> uncomfortable. Like that whole scene was like mm -hmm. him being killed, then like him going after uh, the daughter. Mm -hmm. I was like, "This is like this is that making me actually rough. kind of uncomfortable because yeah. of how like how brutal and like there's like no emotion behind it. It's simply just this is a job." Yes, uh, and I have to I have to go through with it. It was yeah. it was actually pretty nasty. Tough to but, um, yeah, it was Again. honestly. And I don't really have that reaction to like violence in films, but that mo those moments specifically, mm -hmm. I was like, oof, that's yeah. dark. I yeah. love the violence in this movie because it goes back to the writing. Voss says she wants to make it look more in character when the opportunity comes about. So yeah, that first kill, uh, just. 
like a waitress that went wrong that went mad all of a sudden. I I was seeing it as like she she was using Tate's status to uh, her advantage and whatnot because he's he's a lowly worker. He's looked down upon by. Sean Bean's character. Sean Big Bean corp. is really scuzzy in this movie. This is one of my favorite roles he's done. He looks fucking it. weird without a beard, dude. He looks no, super dude, weird no, without a beard. You know what makes him look weird? Watching him vape. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, oh okay, so God. that was that was something. What the fuck was up with that? Why was there so much? <laughs> Ryan, I feel like you would know. What, what, what was up with all the vaping? What is the symbolism behind it? So... It's not so much symbolism as it's Brandon Cronenberg's prediction of the future. He says that in an interview, he says that it's going to be comical how much people are vaping in like the next 10 years. That's like his prediction of the future. It's just comical. Just <laughs> it made it made me want to vape, dude. <laughs> like... it, that's what I figured. That was a cigarette shop too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figure because like you see the old sci-fi movies, all these uh, professional types. They're smoking cigarettes by the crate load. What not? Why this one's vaping? They're vaping by the crate load now. It's, it's, it's just the there's nothing menacing about a fucking vape though. There is, especially these no. big old like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing menacing because like. All the douchebags that drive like the big lifted trucks and like wear monster merch, like they all they all have the big mods and they're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like dragon coming in. It's like, and then the like the th I, were they like thugs that were following him at in towards the like the end of the second act? Oh, I don't know. So do you remember that? I really think like this is just speculation. I really oh. think that was his own paranoia getting to him. Because the next scene, oh. he thinks he's surrounded by people, and there's just, like, a group of people around him, but they aren't, they're, mm -hmm. like, totally oblivious to him. I feel like it's that, but that's just, like, speculation. That's cool. I thought maybe it was, like, servicemen from his, from Sean Bean's characters. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. But also, too, it could just be the paranoia. Mm -hmm. That would make total sense as well. What if it's the 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 company though that Voss works for? Like I didn't think about That's that. Was, yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. We but I yeah. Well, just to get back, I was on about the violence and whatnot. I like it does go back to the writing. She wants to make a look in character, so she was gonna use Tate's status to her advantage. A lowly data miner working for a guy that really doesn't care about him in the slightest. Just sees him as this lowly former drug dealer that would not have a future had he not shown a little bit of sympathy and giving him a job at his company. Yeah, yeah, I I think the violence is well earned in this one. Wait, former drug dealer? But he why did former she, drug dealer? like, get so sadistic about it? Like, yeah, she that doesn't seem off. a character at all. No. Yeah. Well, it's like the I only motivation know. he has, essentially, is gets in a fight and it's like, I'm going to just brutally murder you, I'm going to beat dude. this guy with a fucking wood poker. <laughs> like, I've gotten mad at my bosses before. I'm like, screw you, some, capitalism. Well, yeah. Some, like, people, some so people hold in all that seething rage. No, that's just true. I mean, postal one day. There's definitely a perspective yeah. on it. See, I like that. It's up for that kind of interpretation. That's my favorite old school horror is when it's ambiguous and not pretentious. Yeah. 
It's more like a John Carpenter movie than a Robert Eggers movie. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know about Eggers. that at all. John nothing Carpenter. on Eggers. I don't know about that one at all. What'd you do? Uh, that was it's... way off. That was Fine, a, Ari Aster. That was, that was a reach. Oh. Oh. I think that oh. was way no. off, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Okay, well, here, the point is, like, two different uh, eras of filmmaking and whatnot. For sure, for sure. Yeah, he definitely captures, like, older sci-fi and, like, an older mentality. But, I mean, then Chase just drops the bomb that the dude's, like, in his 90s, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought he, he was, like, that old. I thought he was, like, in his late 20s, dude. I wasn't expecting him I to be 40 too. fucking he years like old. He looks like he's only, like... He looks 30. Yeah! I didn't, I didn't know how old he was. <laughs> he's 41 years old, dude. <laughs> Jesus! He's only get, got like five more years yeah, left to someone, make a movie. Yeah, someone getting his AARP card. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> hey, if Clint is born in the 1930s, I mean, dude, come on. He saw the first movies. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the train, you know that train one, and everyone freaked out in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> he screamed and everything. He thought it was real. <laughs> What's your favorite movie of all time? So oh. Great train robbery, obviously. Yeah, the the one where the train comes obviously. towards the screen. That was my favorite one. <laughs> Frankenstein by Thomas Edison. Oh jeez. Oh God, what else is there? The music, pretty music effective. Good. Pretty effective. I don't remember drone. it honestly. It was pretty droney. Pretty pretty typical, but was it? he did also the the raw soundtrack as well. The raw, um, oh. that French film raw. It's good. It's a good score. That's the of one those. about a vegan who goes to cannibalism. Basically, that's not vegan. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> People aren't vegan. No, we're hearty. People have faces. That's what veganism is. You don't eat things with a face. Yeah, we're hearty. We're filling. We have protein. But Ryan, you don't remember the music at all? Not really. I remember there being like. Like you're saying, droney music and like wobbly sounds, but like I really don't remember <laughs> much of it. Wobbly. It's, it's mostly just like texture. It's not really yeah, like too stand out. It's atmosphere y. Yeah. Like it can be done really well, but I just, I don't remember it. Yeah. That's the problem with yeah. all of that drone score stuff. It's like, this sounds really cool. The only one I can think of is of recent that I'm like, I remember that track is like Mandy, where it's like super oh, drony, yeah. but it's like oh, I haven't seen that. Yet. Oh yeah, I love Ooh, man, Mandy. That's another great Andrea Riceborough star in genre movie, yeah. and also the lighting in this movie reminded me a lot of that. I forgot to mention uh, the really? way they use the way they use practical lens flares and really saturate the colors at points. It reminded me a lot of that. That's what I want to do with my with my film and shit. Is I want I'm mm. I love color. And like, Hell yeah. I'm not a big fan of like super, super desaturated shit. It just, it makes me want to sleep. And so <laughs> like, yeah. that's why one of my, one of my favorite movies of all time is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is because it's so fucking oh, bright. It is so sense. bright. And also yeah. one of these days I want to, I want us to sit and talk about Willy Wonka because I feel like there's a deep underlying message that I just can't figure out, and I need other brains to help me with it. We can we can do that I like because I'm Pick it I am obsessed with it, but I just I just don't know I don't know what the fuck to, what it means. I don't know what the movie means. 
fascism. How about how about just always fascism movie where kids get invited to a magical land of it can't is there it literally can't just be that I will not I will not. I will not rest until I figure out that it means no, something else. No, it's gotta else. be more. It's gotta be Every something. movie has something else. And then we I can mean, watch like, the sequel, does, Snowpiercer. Like, honestly, with how creepy the chocolate owner dude is, Willy Wonka, it, like, there has to be. There okay. has to be. That's there what I'm has saying. to be a reason. The Oompa Loompas are weird. There has to be a reason that Willy Wonka himself is, like, just sadistic and weird. There has to be. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like I want to, I want to get to the bottom of it. I want, I want to figure it out so bad. But, but the color in this is is not anything similar to Willy Wonka at all. But there's a there's the the lighting and the color in this is specifically the the I love I love when when movies do deep deep red, and um uh, and I think and I and it reminds me of like 2001 where during the shutdown scene where it's just. Like the blacks are like black, and then the reds are super, super vibrant. And and that scene where they're first, where Eddie is is making sure that everything's up to par with um, uh, with uh, uh, uh yeah, with Voss. And then we see her walk in, and or no, it's not her. It's, uh, it's him. It's uh, him. Tate. It's it's Tate, and she and he's like strangling her. And the cuts between the cameras in the same spot, and it's just cutting between that. Oh, it was beautiful. And that red is, that's what that, I'm talking great. about. The red is yeah. is incredible. And then that's when he takes her face off mm-hmm. and like puts it on as a mask. Yeah, oh, that's man, such that, a cool that visual. So cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh man, that that mask is so creepy. I didn't, no I didn't really see the... the. Sorry, sorry. Go on, Nick. No, I was just saying the mask is creepy. No wonder it's the poster art. Oh yeah. I didn't. I didn't see the point though of showing like moments previous with the mask on. I felt like that was kind of he's tapping into her memories. He's, yeah, that's how I picked it up too. He's he is coming yeah. to terms that there's another person running around mm-hmm. in his body, and that he's the got one got it that, because and, it was such a yeah. climatic moment too. Absolutely, okay. and that he that he may have not physically done these things, but or he may have not mentally done these things, but he did do them physically. You know, God, right. so if Christopher Abbott doesn't get a shitload of roles after the virus is put yeah, in dude, jail, he did fantastic. This was so yeah. he, he was so good. Yeah. Oh, uh, my other favorite parts. My other favorite part was the first debriefing scene with Vaz and Gerder. Jennifer Jason Lee, she also does a great job, mm-hmm. but just I love how understated that part is. You may not like the camera work or anything like that, but the performances and the no, no, I agree. Section. I think it's I think it's wicked. Great. I, I love how she plays the same character and everything. Yeah, she does. Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> There's something about her performance in every movie I've seen. It's I can't describe it. It's kind of quirky, kind of like really? very the hateful subtle. Eight is the same as this movie. It's her the way she speaks. It's, it's the she's she the same. The thing is, it's the same character essentially she played in Uncut Gems. But, or not on Gems, sorry, like, but in uh, Good Times. Good Time? Yeah. She, I think she's really good. She, She's like, she's very naturalistic. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, that's a side thing. <laughs> what vape are you smoking, man? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, again, the understatement and the subtle world building, their whole procedure for making sure the agent is back in their body and has control again. Love it. I was drawn into that. I wish they could just have a conversation like that 
for the whole runtime, and I would still be amazed. Yeah. Yeah, shit's dope, dude. Yeah. Shit's dope. Shit's dope. Shit's fucking dope. At the end <laughs> of the day, shit's dope. I will say, at the uh, it's in the third act somewhere when the dude is like in control of his body again, and he returns to her house based off of her memories. Yeah. I really thought that was her thinking she was herself again and trying to go back home. If they did that, I my mind would have lost it. Mm. The suspense when I thought he was going to get to the door and be her and be like, hey, I'm home. What's for dinner? I was like, if they do this, I'm going to freak out. And then, the, and then fucking Michael's just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> that scene... That scene where yeah. he's where where he's on the table where Michael's on the table and he's got the gun and he's like he's like uh, yelling to uh, essentially yelling to Voss in his own brain yeah and he's like you don't think I'll fucking do it like blah 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 like like I'll fucking do it like you know that that shit was intense that was intense that was really intense Nick is I frozen like the ending the endings <laughs> he's become possessor he is. you gotta take a screenshot of that and use it against him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick's being spooky. Oh God, spooky! Yeah. spooky what do you Nick guys think of the ending? I um, I I liked. I wanted to see a little more of. Okay, this is gonna sound weird. I wanted to see. I wanted the ending to feel kind of similar to the ending of uh, of um, uh, Annihilation. Have you guys seen Annihilation yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know how, like, there's ambiguous... I mean, it's not really ambiguous at all. But, like, at a certain point, there's, like, ooh, is she, is she not? And then, you know, yeah, I would have liked to see, like, okay, maybe this dude is in her, in her brain. And, like, has now become her. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm. Yes. That, I think, would have been a really interesting way to write the the ending of the movie. Because it feels very... uh, like, I really do like the ending where it's just mm-hmm. like she's on the table looking at basically her killer, which was her son or whatever. Yeah. And just the, like the impact of knowing like he just blew his brains out as your own kid and like all of this stuff. That's exactly. super impactful. But like, I just feel like not a rushed is the wrong word, but I can't think of a more a better one to use. Yeah, I would have wanted her to be more upset at um, the other the other lady. Because she essentially linked into her child without her permission and got her child killed. Like she couldn't have, like, why couldn't she have chose her husband? You know, (laughs) like, why did you have to do this to a fucking like eight year old child? Like that's kind of, that's that's kind of intense, mm -hmm. dude. That seems, yeah, that seemed a little more unnecessary than, than anything else in the movie. Cause then like too, they just do that whole like routine. Like what is this object? What is it? And it's like, the same as the beginning, like nothing's really changed. She knows what all these objects are, which the, maybe there's something more to that. Yeah. But like from a emotional standpoint, it feels a little weird. I don't know how to describe it. Doesn't feel like the, yeah. I can't describe it either. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something there that's like missing or not like feeling like fully fleshed out. And I'm not sure what it is though. Yeah, yeah. I was. I I would have to agree. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I don't dislike the ending at all. Like, I'm, it's not like I'm, like, unsatisfied. Yeah. But it feels like there's, it yeah. feels like there's, a there's like, a little bit that is not as fleshed out as 
as the rest of the movie is, which the movie is is incredibly planned out. And I think it's very obvious that that you know Cronenberg did a lot of planning on this on this movie, pre-planning to make it to make it work right. And it's just a testament to show like in your writing process, if you write everything and plot everything out, your movie will be successful. And it's just, you know, it's like that. I just feel like this little bit was just not, you know, and there has to be some, some significance to the, to the, um, uh, to the butterfly at the end. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there, there's something there. Um, I, I kind of wanted her to bring back I mean, up what's the little, the... What's the definition of the butterfly effect? When you d- doing something in the present affects the future or some shit like that. Or let's see. Actually, let's look it up. Butterfly effect. I mean, is it like the representation of like the cocoon stage and leaving that to something else? And it's the idea of like leaving a body into another one, maybe? I don't know. Um, No. So it's more it's more of like it's more of like a. What, you do something in on one plane and it affects something on another plane. So it's like a flap of a of a oh. butterfly's wing could affect like an earthquake or some shit like that. But so um, like killing someone's like almost relatives in their life will have reverbs and kill your family. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense if that's what it is. Something similar, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Um, I also saw too, like, because it seems like um, there's really no protagonist at all in this film. No, and it other seems than like I think actually be- other than other than uh, than uh, Abbott's character, I think he would be the main protagonist. I would say right, because like with Voss, it's like she's just doing her job, yeah. and it's essentially the corporation that's controlling her to destroy others lives yeah she's a killer and like, straight like, up. yeah <laughs> but it's it's because of her work it's like ruining her life ruining others it's it's like i don't know it's it's interesting it so like the, that ending makes a bit more sense but i don't know i mean did you guys have any other final thoughts you wanted to say about possessor i think i, I think i'm no. good i feel like i talked about it yeah okay um and Nick is, we're going to have to, in post, we'll put in Nick's final thoughts. Uh, he's having technical issues, so that's 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 it. That's that. Um, Ryan, do you want to lead us off with your final thoughts and rating? Yeah. Uh, I really like this movie. It. I'm a huge Cronenberg fan, and this embodies, like, the Cronenberg style in a more of a modern take of it. And I really, it really connected with me. I like it. Uh, out of five, uh, either probably a four. I want to go four and a half, but there's just a few things that just I was like, eh, I know. But yeah, I'll give it a four. I really like it. I really think it's like the modern voice of Cronenberg. It's just Brandon Cronenberg is so much like his dad in terms of filmmaking. I just. I'm very happy that we have another Cronenberg making movies. It's good. Only five more years left, though. Word. Yeah, yeah. Shit. As soon as he hits 45, he's done. As soon as he hits 45, that's like, 
Yeah, like you were saying, AARP card and... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Senior fucking citizen. (laughs) One foot in the grave, Um. man. (laughs) Pick out your tombstones and your your fucking... And your uh, coffin. Start getting those cremation advertisements in the mail now. Exactly. (laughs) Planning on dying soon? Here you go. But, um... So I would, uh... I think I think I I think I agree with you, Ryan. I think I'm I think I'm going four as well. Uh, again, I also want to give it four and a half, but I feel like there is little things like I, it's stupid of me, but sound effects there is a little lacking in this in the sound department. Um, I think some of the I think some of the like stabs and the hits and everything could have been way more crunchy and and guttural, and I think it would have been more effective in that way. Um, and then some of the, some of the camera work is, is, is noticeable. And, and I don't think that is a, is a good thing for a movie like this. Um, and, uh, the ending is just, is just a little not there yet. So, um, but other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The practical effects are insane. Um, the acting is top notch. The, the script is pretty cool. Uh, I like, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi fan and this is like itching that kind of sci-fi horror, um, uh, itch. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully committed to my four rating. I want to give it a one because Sean Bean doesn't die, but I think I'll, I think I'll, I'll bite the bullet and give it a four. Um, you know, this is going to seem really low, but I'm going to have to give it a three, I think, which is weird because there's so much about it I like. Mm-hmm. And I love this like lo-fi kind of cyberpunk-ish thing going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. All I can really sum it up with is that like the ex- the the story itself, or or sorry, the uh, yeah, the story is very interesting. I love the the idea, um, but I honestly think it could have been, in my opinion, a bit more. Uh, a bit more impactful for me if it was like a short film because like this seems like it could also be a short film like a 20 minute thing yeah um but dragged out to an hour and 40 minutes i don't know there was just like a lot of downtime i don't know i'm really conflicted on one because mm-hmm. there's so much cool stuff about it well why don't I... you why don't you meet in the middle and give it a three and a half i, I mean i could go three and a yeah. half too but but when i finished it it was like uh, that's, it? that's it i don't know understood but there's a lot going on i don't know man I get it, I get it. I'm glad I watched it, though. I'm glad I watched yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Fuck. Uh, this movie is a four and a half. It's a, it can be a little slow pacing. It can be a little bit slow paced. It's kind of... And it is a little bit alienated. But for me, I, w- I attach to it pretty great. It's got phenomenal acting. The special effects are very well done and nicely throwback. The concepts it touches upon, there's a lot to dig in there. It's ripe with... Uh, what's the word? Uh, dissecting and diving into it was just right up my alley i i was taken to it right away anyway thank you and that's thank the you, thank you first guys, episode thank you guys for watching uh i'm gonna be for doing 2021 the, i'm gonna be doing the the outro um ryan thank you so much for suggesting this that's a this is a fantastic suggestion um thank you boys for suggesting was, i pick a movie for absolutely this one. do we know who's going How next Victor, Victor, you fucking sly dog! I'm so excited to see what you what you throw at us next week. 
Oh, don't I'm gonna pick anything bring stupid. It. Oh, please pick something stupid. Oh, I'll I'll pick something stupid <laughs> special for you. I want to watch that. <laughs> can we watch that one burger movie again? Fuck uh, no, I'm not watching that Banjo again. Gyro? Banjo Gyro. No. We'll do a triple just feature of just Banjo. Hell, just yeah. tell one I'm of us that we're it. watching that one. The rest of us will watch the proper movie, but one of us will be watching that one again. Yeah, just uh. It'll be That's an idea. <laughs> That's actually super funny. Like an April Fool's Day prank is one like we all end up doing different movies and just talking about it. That's a funny episode, dude. That would be. <laughs> we all just end up talking about the different movie. We're like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, like my Frankie Muniz prank that you guys all fell for. You guys, which one? My was that? Frankie Muniz prank that I said Frankie Muniz was in fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. No, I thought you were just being dumb. Then. Uh, no, I was being. I was. I knew that fucking Frankie <laughs> Muniz wasn't in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I vaguely uh, remember that. Yeah. I don't know. And then I'm just happy Ryan loved a movie that I told him about. I knew he was gonna like. So nice. Yeah. Good job, Ryan. But anyway, again, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you pound that motherfucking like button. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please go. No, no, yeah, if you're gonna, no, I mean, if you're just, gonna tap it, you might as well fucking tap it. Just know? click it and don't acknowledge it. No, please click and, it and uh, acknowledge it. Give us, give us all the love. Don't listen to Nick. Yeah. What? He's he's a traitor. He's traitor. a red traitor. If you get, I just don't want us to be pompous, pretentious, fake YouTubers. If you get us to a hundred likes, I'll buy Ryan a fucking router. We got. And <laughs> we're kicking him out. <laughs> well, no, Good a better looks. router would be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, uh, thanks. Thanks for watching. Uh, check for us on Spotify. Check for us on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. I'm Chase Biddle. I'm Victor Martin. You know who I am. All right. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>